I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two on a wonderful football Wednesday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to welcome in our audience right now watching the show on Stadium. We sincerely appreciate you hanging with us. We're going to keep you wagertained here for the next two hours. It sounds like so slimy when that comes out of my mouth like that, but it's kind of a good line, right? Keep you wagertained for the next couple hours. Keep you wagertained? Yeah, Yeah. you like it? Wager tain the bejesus out of you. Stay tuned. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be out of all yeah. out of all the wager tains that have ever happened in the history of wager tain. Yeah. This will be the most wager tainy of all of them. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, we're going to get you set to bet and win this weekend in the National Football League and college football with great guests that we have coming up over the course of the next two hours on the show. We'll be joined by Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Our friend cousin Sal from the Ringer stops by today. Will Brinson from CBS Sports, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger joins us in 20 minutes. Pro sports better Rob Bazzola will be with us here in just a second to kick off hour number two. We'll also get to all the line moves, week nine in the NFL, injury information starting to come in on a Wednesday. If anything noteworthy obviously crosses the wire, we will bring it to you with all the betting analysis. And in the power hour, final hour of the show, all our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League, the NBA, game five of the World Series, and of course, how could we forget? The AO Technology Championship, a Tiger Woods-designed course at El Cordoral at Diamante in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. All our golf bets as well in the final hour of the show. But joining us right now, pro sports better, our good friend Rob Bazzola to break down week nine in the National Football League. Rob on Twitter, at Rob Bazzola. You got to check out Rob's uh, sports betting content company, The Hammer, on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. A lot of uh, people that work for The Hammer come on our show all the time. So support The Hammer at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. And Rob's sports betting podcast podcast is awesome. It's called Circles Off. Check it out wherever you find your podcasts. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy week nine. Happy week nine. I, I love the the ad that plays before the show, Nick, where you're like every play in every game impacts you in like some shape or form. And we'll get to this week's games in a second. But we talked about Rams Cowboys last week. It was the first series of the game. All right. It was there was a sack on the first play of the game. Rams got a sack. Tony Pollard run. It's a third and 11, and there is an illegal hands-to-the-face penalty in the secondary from one of the Rams defenders, like, pushing C.D. Lamb off to the next level and automatic first down. And I swear to you guys, if Dallas punted on that first series, the entire game was different. I know it sounds insane to say that because it was 43-20 to 20 blowout, but if Dallas punted on that drive instead of going the entire length of the field and scoring a touchdown... It's a completely different game. So that really hit home with me, and I had to mention that off the top. No, and Rob, you did you did a great job. Like, we liked the Rams in the game. You came on, you'd be like, I've listened to your guys' show. Like, like Dallas, really? And that, you know, I had a couple other opinions last week that I, th- I think proved pretty prescient. So that was a good. Th- that drive, though, because, like, you know, I'm, I bet the Rams in the game, Nick, bet the Rams in the game. 
it's very rare to see touchdown drives where the opposing defense records three sacks on the drive and the offense still scores. Like you just never see that basically. So that happens. And I'm just like, well, what's going to happen when they stop sacking him? <laughs> like what's, how does, how are those drives going to go? And the answer was like, even worse for the Rams defense as Dallas like ran up the score in that game. And, and Dak had a ton of touchdowns, which was, which was not great for me. Um, among the games that you want to talk about, Robin, I'm happy to see this on your list. This chiefs dolphins game, Nick, I kind of cut Nick off in the last segment. He had something he was going to say, we'll do that later in the show, but, like huge game playoff implications mvp implications one seed everything so naturally the game's in germany chiefs one and a half against miami uh what are we looking at here so i don't want to like i don't really want to dumb this down i hate doing stuff like this the miami money this morning comes like this positive injury report for them in germany uh players potentially back in the secondary jalen ramsey like another week healthier but ken you talk about this all the time You've talked about it when when you're doing like the playoff previews. Like, really, we're we're gonna get to a Super Bowl where the Chiefs are gonna be playing anyone on a neutral field, and it's basically like I get to bet Patrick Mahomes against this team. And how is that not appealing? Like, how I last week flu game, whatever the travel is, you know, a lot of people are putting the stock into the fact that they had to go to Denver in altitude, and now they got to go to Germany, and there's a big travel schedule. It's like, guess what? I could take the best quarterback in the league by a mile at a near pick em price. I don't care who Miami's getting back. You know, we've seen the Miami steps up in class this year, and it's not apples to apples because, you know, th- this Kansas City defense is a little bit different in how it's constructed to, to Buffalo and Philadelphia. Those teams can generate pressure by rushing four consistently. The Chiefs do blitz a lot more than that. But at the end of the day, I'm just looking at the game. It's not a substantial edge for me by any means, like slight lean to the Chiefs. It's like, I kind of just got to bet Kansas City in this spot because I get Mahomes to win a game. And guess what? I I think that's a very favorable position to be in in the long run. I, it's tough to disagree. I'm going to end up with the Chiefs ticket, I think, also. And I, I might bet the under also. And may God have mercy on my soul if that's going to be the case. Rob, let's move to the uh, – so that's the Sunday morning game in Germany. Let's go to the rest of the Sunday slate. Curious your opinion on the Patriots-Commanders game on Sunday in Foxborough with New England in between a three-and-a-three-and-a-half-point favorite at our show sponsor, BetMGM. The total is 40-and-a-half, and obviously Washington making moves on Tuesday before the deadline. Chase Young goes to the 49ers. Montez Sweat goes to the Chicago Bears. And – Ron Rivera probably out the door after this year as the new ownership probably looks to install like a new regime and uh, look to rebuild this team. But maybe this has presented a valuable betting opportunity for you, Rob, after all this movement. What do you want to do, if anything, with the Pats and the Commanders? So first first thing I want to note is that I like to let you guys know whenever I'm seeing what I call like a split position game or with, with people around me. So I think there's a lot of people in the betting community that are going to have an opinion on this game, and it could be one way or another. It's similar to Vikings-Packers, I would say, last week, which I I noticed there were a lot of opinions on. A service release early in the week on the Patriots with the potential upside of the commanders trading away players, which they do. Defensive line is in shambles. Washington's in shambles. But I cannot get over what the New England wide wide receiving core is going to look like in this game if Devontae Parker misses this game. They put Kendrick Bourne on IR. Devontae Parker had a concussion last week. He's had a history with concussions. I don't think he is going to be forced back into action quickly. It's Demario Douglas. It's Juju Smith-Schuster, who they wanted to trade. It's Jalen Rager, Tyquan Thornton. Like It's a disaster, and now you're asking that team, who's ultra-conservative in the first place, to win by four 
to cover a spread. Like I get it. Washington is bad. I'm not, I'm not denying that in any way, but this is a lot for new England. And also like you just break down the splits, Mac Jones this year, he's actually been very good against one type of defense has been cover three. He's number five success rate quarterback in the in the league. When he faces cover three, Washington plays cover three at the fifth lowest rate in the entire league. They're not going to give him a lot of the looks that he likes generally speaking. So I just think that this is too much, honestly, plus three and a half minus 115. I'm having trouble finding bets this week, but the commanders tick all the boxes for me overreaction to the trade deadline. Like that's priced in at this point now. And you can't, you can no longer say, oh, they got rid of their defensive line. Everyone knows that at this point. I just really struggle with the Patriots in these types of spots. Rob, another game where trade deadline might end up being a factor. Like we we think maybe it's going to end up being a factor is this Vikings-Falcons game. So Arthur Smith today says, Heineke's the quarterback, it's not Ritter. The Vikings haven't really told you who the starter was. They're preparing Jaron Hall to be the starter guy who came in, kind of like relief of Kirk Cousins after he got hurt. Didn't really have to do anything, didn't do particularly anything, but they were also winning in the game. And we think maybe it's going to be Jaron Hall or they trade for Josh Dobbs and he's going to be the starting quarterback. So we don't know the Vikings starter yet. The market is kind of in like a weird in-between number on this where I feel like depending on who the starter is, could go one way or the other. So Heineke and the and Atlanta, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite right now against the Vikings with maybe Jaron Hall or maybe Josh Dobbs. How are we looking to bet this game? I think in all likelihood it's going to be Jaron Hall. Now, I'm surprised that there wasn't like more of a push today towards Atlanta when Heineke got announced. I don't know if there was like the market expectation that he was going to play and that was part of the early week betting. I was kind of waiting for that and being like, okay, let's see where this peaks and come back on Minnesota. I'm interested in the Vikings in some capacity, but not really at this number. Look ahead line in the game was Atlanta minus one. I make... Like my look ahead line in the game was Minnesota minus two. It's either I'm high on Minnesota or low on Atlanta, but I don't have these league teams in the same ballpark. So naturally, like that downgrade that you get from Cousins to whoever it might be, I'm still showing a little bit of value on the Vikings. The the issue is that like Jaron Hall, I don't know. Like I, I don't love betting these types of uncertainties, but it just seems like this is a classic game where you have a good coaching staff in Minnesota, good offensive line, against an Atlanta team that, like, is this team, even with Heineke, built to win by margin regularly? The Grady Jarrett injury that no one's talking about, like, that's a very underrated, low-key loss on their defensive line if Minnesota wants to get a little bit more conservative and run the ball. So at the end of the day, long way of saying I'm very interested in the Vikings. I probably will play the Vikings in some capacity, but I'm, I like, four and a half is just not the number to me where I'm just rushing to the window to bet it. And the Falcons telling everybody that they're very nervous about this injury. Right, Grady Jarrett done for the year, trading for defensive tackle, Contavia Street, signing another defensive tackle. So I think they're a little concerned about this. So Rob doing well to bring that point up. You better you better here with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday, talking week nine in the NFL with pro sports better Rob Bazola. Rob on Twitter at Rob Bazola. Uh, Rob, let's talk this Ravens-Seahawks game coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. Uh I think Ken and I have both said over the course of the week, we said it last hour on the show, maybe Seattle if it gets to six. Now, at BetMGM, the number is still five and a half, but I think Ken had mentioned that at some other sports books, maybe we were starting to move maybe towards six with the Ravens, maybe some money coming in on the over. At MGM, it's five and a half and 43, the number with Baltimore as a favorite in the game. What are you doing, if anything, with Ravens and Seahawks? So I'm in the exact same boat as you guys. It's like Seattle if six. Now, This is a horrible matchup for Seattle. This is honestly very similar to the handicap of Detroit and Baltimore a couple weeks ago where I was was on with you guys. I loved Baltimore and that. It's just a stylistic mismatch. But that number was three. 
in that game. This number is going to possibly be approaching six. And the reason I say it's a bad matchup is Seattle plays a ton of zone, the highest zone rate team in the entire league. Lamar Jackson has been killing zone this year. He's struggling against man defenses. On top of that, you look at Geno Smith. I, I mean, the Ravens don't play the same level of man coverage and cover one as Geno saw last week against Cleveland. Remember last week, after they got out of the scripted drives, the Seahawks couldn't move the ball the rest of the game. And that's been the issue with Geno playing man defenses. The Ravens will mix in a lot of man. They're top 10 man coverage rate. So I don't love the matchup for Seattle, but at some point we have to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, we've gone a little bit too far. In the span of, th of three weeks now, we're getting Ravens minus three at home to potentially a minus six at home to Seattle. Detroit and Seattle in the same ballpark for me. Detroit's slightly better. I don't want to say that they're not, but... Uh, I'm in the exact same boat as you guys. Seahawks sixes start to pop, and it's going to be uh, in consideration for me. Right. We had some news in the first hour of the show. Maybe that wasn't that surprising. People who watched the Bills game last week saw Josh Allen a Thursday against Tampa, saw Josh Allen like kind of go to the medical tent very briefly, and, like his shoulder hurt, come come back out and play in the game and played pretty well. But Buffalo ended up winning and, and like somehow not covering at the end of that game. And so we, we get to this week. It's like, all right, like, well, what's going on with the Bills? Josh Allen doesn't practice today. Now it, it's Wednesday. Like this doesn't have to be indicative of anything. The Bengals were already favored by about two, two and a half in the game. And that's basically where we are right now. Like not a ton of movement on the board yet now obviously if Allen continues to not practice then this this board's going to light up a little bit and and the Bengals are going to get bad a little bit but for right now we can kind of assume Allen's probably going to play but maybe not 100 percent. Bengals a short favorite off the win over San Francisco last week uh, what do we like here with the Bengals hosting the Bills so the Bengals in some capacity but with the injury report today and the fact that there wasn't a move back towards Cincinnati with Josh Allen being you know on the injury report like you mentioned Ken I don't know about timing. I have a sneaking suspicion Buffalo is going to draw a ton of money in this game because typically, and this is not foolproof, but when you get these games where the line the next week is so far off the look ahead from the week prior, typically speaking, what tends to happen is that line goes back towards what the look ahead was. I remember a similar game between the Bills and the Steelers a few years ago where this happened as well. And then the Bills ended up smoking the Steelers in that game famous last words throw your priors out the window on cincinnati like that was you last it. week what? that was that was like, your big what? thing last week you were right yeah like what, what it doesn't matter they're they're calling designed running plays for joe burrow now the guy's a hundred percent they and like i don't like to to typically buy high on a team but i don't even know that the bengals have reached the highest point yet like they're better than Buffalo as constructed right now. Buffalo has so many defensive injuries. On top of that, look at what the Bengals did to the Bills last year. Obviously not two full games because of the DeMar Hamlin situation, but they moved the ball up and down the field on the Bills defense. They had no answer for it in any of those games while that was going on. So I'm very interested in the Bengals here. This is not the buy point for me. I still think there's I still think Buffalo money is coming in this game and it'll be like a sharp versus squares type of game in my opinion, but give me the Bengals. I, I think that uh, they're the, they're the valuable bet. 10 seconds here. Monday night football chargers jets under, I, I mean too many points. Forget about the primetime under stuff, but the jets are going to have tr trouble moving the ball. The chargers are like this dink and dunk offense now and not conducive to overs, obviously. So under 41, I'll bet down to 40 already. Keep going. Uh, giants or Raiders who wins on Sunday. Five seconds. Uh, Raiders. Raiders, Raiders win.
O'Connell, right, we'll baby. talk to you later. All right, get the hell out of here. Uh, by the way, Antonio Pierce just confirmed that Aiden O'Connell's the QB for the rest of the season. Rob is on Twitter, at Rob Pizzola. His sports betting podcast is Circles Off, and his sports betting content company is The Hammer. Follow them on Twitter, at The Hammer HQ. Rob, wishing you best of luck with your bets this weekend. Coming up next, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger joins Nick and Ken, talking week nine in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Hurts firing for the end zone and a one-handed attempt. Oh, my goodness! A.J. Brown with an amazing touchdown! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. King Chris Myers with the call on Fox. Uh, I don't know what game that's from, because A.J. Brown does that every week. <laughs> every single week, game. Week five, week six, week seven, maybe week eight. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter to the opponents. Here's A.J. Brown with 130 yards and multiple touchdowns every week. He has been absolutely outstanding this year for the Eagles. Can the Dallas Cowboys slow him down? We'll, we'll talk about that and more coming up with Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger in just a second. We do have a piece of breaking news here, just confirming something that we thought was going to happen, but now it is official. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, a full participant in Steelers practice today on Wednesday. No game status on Pittsburgh's final injury report. Pickett will start for the Steelers tomorrow night, and we know Will Levis will start also. Ryan Tannehill ruled out, so it's Pickett v. Levis on Thursday night. Steelers and the Titans from Pittsburgh. But joining us right now to talk that, to talk the uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys and the rest of the slate coming up, week number nine in the National Football League, is our good friend, Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger, who is the host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, the best football show, featuring daily breakdowns of the most important storylines around the league. Baldy is the absolute best. You would be a fool to not check out a show if you like the NFL. The best football show, a daily podcast hosted by our friend Brian Baldinger uh, on Twitter at BaldyNFL. Baldy, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. You better, you bet. Happy week nine. Well, uh, good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, it's just getting, the games are just getting bigger and hotter and better as we get through this season. Baldy, one of the games we, we really want to ask you about, we haven't done a lot on it on today's show, but one of the biggest games this week, this Eagles-Cowboys game coming up 425 Eastern time on Sunday. I, we brought this up. I'm sure you saw this too. And and just remembering the two meetings last year, we, ha- we haven't seen Hertz and Dak face each other, like with both of them healthy at the same time. While the Eagles were good last year, it was, it was either Cooper Rush or it was Gardner Minshew. So even though it's the Eagles and Cowboys, they play each other twice a year, like feels new, feels maybe like a little bit different. Curious kind of what you expect in this game. The Eagles are just a three-point home favorite. The total in the game is 46. Uh, if you have a score prediction, we'd love to hear it. And, and kind of what you see with Dak and Hertz facing off uh, this season after they didn't play last year. Well, I think Jalen Hurts quarterbacks a team that's better than the team that Dak quarterbacks. I think the Eagles are built better in the trenches. They prove it almost every single week. Um, you know, I've heard you guys talking about A.J. Brown and, you know, his accomplishments. I mean, Jalen just trusts him, you know, to every part of the field. And so I don't know. You know, look, I mean, I think Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland are good corners. Deron Bland's probably the MVP of the Cowboys at this point. But um, I just think the Eagles are just better in the trenches, and I think they'll prove that uh, up front, especially on the defensive line. I think Cowboys and Dak under pressure. Um, I think it's going to be a tough atmosphere in Philadelphia on Sunday night. The Phillies got wiped out out of the uh, divisional championship series. 
uh, Eagles are just – and Philadelphia's just eager for a champion. I think it's going to be a tough spot for Dak. I mean, I, I think the Eagles are at least a touchdown better than the Cowboys, period. Wow, and the Eagles a three-point home favorite on Sunday. Don't Philadelphia won't have to wait that long for a championship. The Flyers will lift the Stanley Cup in about, well, what, like uh, like eight months from now. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, Baldy, let's play the hits here, and let's go through some of the big games this weekend in the NFL, and there are some really big ones. Maybe none bigger than Sunday morning, where, of course, you know, one of the biggest games in the regular season in uh, Frankfurt, Germany, with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Now, Baldy, we can tell you that the Miami Dolphins got bet a little bit today, maybe off the heels of a good injury report for Miami. I know Mostert didn't practice today, but he doesn't really practice on Wednesdays. Maybe Teron Armstead will be back coming up for the Dolphins. Maybe reinforcements coming in the secondary with Howard and Holland. Ramsey made his uh, made his Dolphins debut last week. So the number right now, Kansas City only a one and a half point favorite against Miami. So Patrick Mahomes going to pick the winner of the game. Kind of like Patrick Mahomes. The total in the game is 50 and a half, which, right, which feels a little low given these two offenses. Uh, so curious, kind of like, who do you think is going to win the game, the Chiefs or the Dolphins? Do you think it's going to be a higher or lower scoring affair? I, I like – I'm leaning towards the Dolphins in this game. Uh, you know, just Kansas City has struggled offensively. Uh, you know, you just saw them last week. They couldn't score a touchdown. They turned it over a bunch. Now, that, I don't expect them to turn it over five times against Miami. But, you know, Miami has gotten Jalen Ramsey back. Jalen Phillips is healthy. Uh, Javon Holland will be back. I mean, they're getting better on defense. And as the season goes along, I don't know if they'll be as good as Kansas City's defense, which is excellent. But I just feel like their defense is built to slow down Kansas City. And Kansas City right now is not doing a lot of things great outside of, you know, Mahomes to Kelsey. So I like Miami in this game. I like the speed of Miami, and I like the way they're playing defensively. So I'll take the Dolphins to win the game outright in uh, Frankfurt. So, Baldy, that's kind of two of the – there's like sort of this trio of really big games, right? Like Super Bowl contenders, big-time quarterbacks. So we did Cowboys-Eagles. We did Chiefs-Dolphins from Germany. The, the third of those games, Sunday night football with the Bills and the Bengals. Now, Josh Allen doesn't practice today with a shoulder injury, but I think the expectation is still like he'll be fine. He'll wind up playing in the game. He played on Thursday night. He obviously came back in the game, and they ended up beating Tampa Bay. So, again, a similar point spread too, right? So, like two contending teams – the Bengals are a two-point home favorite, obviously on the heels of their win over San Francisco last week. So what'd you see from Burrow and the Bengals last week? I'm sure I'm sure you probably liked what you saw. And who do you think wins with the Bills at the Bengals on Sunday? Well, I mean, Joe Burrow looked like the MVP of the league against San Francisco. Um, you know, I had four incompletions and three touchdown passes. And really, even when San Francisco did harass him and did get close to him, I mean, it was just one pinpoint pass after another. It's just jaw-dropping how good he is and how good he was against San Francisco. And I don't expect that to really change much this week against Buffalo. Um, I think this is a team that's built to go to the Super Bowl, and they just needed a healthy and a pissed-off Joe Burrow to do it. And that's the way he's playing right now. Uh, when Jamar Chase a month ago said, I'm open, I'm always bleeping open, he wasn't lying, and he wasn't spitting out just, you know, untrue facts like it's true with Joe Burrow he's always open and now you got T Higgins and Tyler Boyd all back I, I like Cincinnati to win this game I, I Pitts, Buffalo's a good zone team they picked up Rasul Douglas for a reason they haven't been good at the corners position um, but I think Cincinnati's just the total package right now and the way they played against San Francisco I don't think it's going to change much I like Cincinnati to win the game by by at least a field goal 
So you're you're watching the show live right now. You're listening to the show. Baldy giving you strong takes on the three big games of the weekend. We love it. Philadelphia, Miami, and Cincinnati. Baldy's three picks in the three biggest games again coming up week nine in the NFL. You better you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. We're talking the NFL with the aforementioned Baldy, Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider on Twitter at Baldy. NFL. Ball, do we get to some of the other games coming up this weekend? And let's go to, like, I, I actually think it's another one of the best games of the weekend. Like, two two teams in first place in their respective divisions. And a guy that we know will be on the national radio call of this game. His name is Brian Baldinger. Hey, it's you with the Ravens and the Seahawks on Sunday in Baltimore. Baltimore is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Baldy total in the game is 43. Both Ken and I think that if this point spread drifts up a little higher for Baltimore, we'd like to take the points with the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe it's like a little bit too much if we hit six. Uh, do you think the Seahawks can keep this game competitive, or is this like a Ravens blowout? What do you think coming up on Sunday in Baltimore? Well, I think it's the best game of the weekend. Because um, I think both teams are only going to get better as the season goes on. Um, both teams do a lot of things well. Seattle's an amazing team. I saw them last week in the win against Cleveland, they have 15 rookies on the uh, 53-man roster. I've never seen that before. And a lot of them really contribute a bunch. Both Jake Bobo and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba both caught touchdown passes last week for two weeks in a row now. I think they've got a lot of different ways to beat you. But I, I like – I mean, the reason why I like Baltimore to win this game is because of Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson, uh, along with Joe Burrow, and maybe, you know, two or three others are – out front right now for MVP. Lamar is making this look almost easy the way he's playing, it, which it, which is always a sign that you are loving what you do. And when you're doing this and the way he's doing it, 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 it just looks simple. He never looks like he's working up a sweat. He could play this game in a tuxedo. It wouldn't make a difference. But uh, I like Baltimore. They lead the league in sacks. I think that's going to be an issue. Uh, I like the way Lamar is getting and moving the ball around. And I like the defensive coordinator in Baltimore, Mike McDonald, a lot and how he uses his chess pieces right now. So, uh, you know, Geno Stone, the safety, uh, he didn't start the season, but he filled in. He leads the league in interceptions. The ball keeps coming out funny. And Geno Smith threw two last week that were not good throws. And and Cleveland took him off. They probably should have won that game. So I like Baltimore because of just Lamar and the way Baltimore's defense is playing. Baldy, obviously, like done done a lot of big games so far. Playoff teams, teams that are like contending for the Super Bowl. Like, do want to ask you about Raiders Giants? We have spent a lot of time on it the last couple of days, and probably I'm guessing like us, you woke up this morning, looked at the notifications on your phone, you're like, what? Like, what happened? Wait, and the general manager? So Josh McDaniels gets fired. The general manager gets fired. Antonio Pierce is obviously on the coaching staff, is going to be the head coach, like the interim coach for the rest of the season. Uh, other coaching moves made. In addition to that, Aiden O'Connell will be the starting quarterback this week instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, who was brutal on Monday night against the Lions. So the point spread in this game, Baldy, despite all the things I just said and, like, all the changes, the point spread's kind of exactly the same. The Raiders were a very, very small favorite before all that stuff happened against the Giants, and they're a very, very small favorite now, about a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home, and we think Daniel Jones is going to end up coming back for this game. Just, like, what kind of effort, what kind of performance do you think we get from the Raiders? Like, in a one-week situation, do you think you can get kind of like a big bounce back from them after, obviously, Monday night was really disappointing? No, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to get a bounce back. Um, they, they're last in the league at rushing with the leading rusher in the NFL last year. I mean, they're a dysfunctional team um, completely. And so I don't think you know, Antonio Pierce is going to make a difference. He's not going to give 
of Vince Lombardi's speech. I, I think the Giants' defense is going to outscore the Raiders' offense. Like, and so, I mean, I love the Giants in this game. Uh, the Giants' defense is legit. Like, you know, they just, you know, their offense just can't score points. So, I, if you're Wink Martindale, you're like, well, we could shut every, every team out just about. And if we don't, we have no chance of winning because our offense is that bad. Like, the Giants' defense is going to own this game. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do against it. I, I love the Giants to bounce back in this game. It's a shame what happened last week. You got to play Tommy DeVito. You got to play Tommy DeVito. But um, they should have won last, you know, if, if, eh, regardless. I, I like the Giants. Um, I know it's just an awful feeling in New York if you're a Giant fan. But defensively, there's not many things they don't do well right now. And so I, I like the Giants because of the defense. Well, you know, it, it would be nice if the coach goes for it on fourth and one instead of sending the gimpy-legged injured kicker out there to kick a 35-yarder and watch him shank it that, and then and then receive to start overtime with no offense. This is a story for another time, though. I am one of those Giants fans, Baldy, um, unfortunately. Uh, let's get your take, Baldy. We'll have a couple minutes left on one of the other, like, weird games this week where we've seen some news, and that's Minnesota at Atlanta where Arthur Smith is just like, I, I can't deal with this guy. Uh, Taylor Heineke will be starting for the Falcons on Sunday, and for the Vikings, we think it's going to be Jaron Hall, but maybe it'll be Josh Dobbs who they just traded for, but we think right now it's going to be Jaron Hall. Right now the Falcons, Baldy, about a four-and-a-half-point home favorite against Minnesota. The total here is 37. Like, yeah, you've seen anything on film from Jaron Hall preseason like the cameo last week against Green Bay to get any kind of feeling on him? Do you think the Falcons offense going to be better with Heineke than it was with Ritter? What do you think we see with Minnesota and Atlanta on Sunday here in about a minute? Yeah, you know, Nick, I, I think I said on your show, maybe it was, you know, on my podcast, I said that if the Atlanta Falcons could lure Tom Brady away from some celebrity function he's at and put him in a Falcon uniform, they might win the Super Bowl. The team's built to go far defensively, they're very good. I know they played great last week, but they're very good on both sides of the ball, the talent-wise. They just need a quarterback. I mean, we know what Taylor Heineke is. We know he's a backup stopgap quarterback, but he, he plays hard. He'll always get the, the – he's always going to be a leader, and the team will play around him. Um, I, I thought this move might have been made earlier than it did, uh, but I just, it's unfortunate because Minnesota right now, they're playing great defense, and Kirk Cousins was playing – fantastic so it's a shame what happened i haven't seen enough of jaron hall i expect uh joshua dobbs to step in there soon he learned an offense in tennessee lickety split last year he learned a cardinals offense very good this year and he's 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 a good athlete he just can't make enough plays from his position to you know to win the games in the fourth quarter when they were all ready to win but i think he'll i think he'll be the starting quarterback by next week in minnesota and I expect him to play pretty good, but this week I like I like the Falcons and Heineke. Yeah, so Atlanta, again, like about a four-and-a-half or a five-point favor. We'll see if there's any more movement in the market when we get official news as to who will start for the Minnesota Vikings. Baldy, we appreciate it. Fantastic stuff as always. You got to check out the best football show, just like the greatest, the greatest name for any show ever. Definitely better than You Better You Bet. That's the name of a show. The best football show with our guy Brian Baldy are basically like the audio um, version of Baldy's breakdowns on Twitter, which are the absolute best. Current NFL players love it, retweeting all of Baldy's stuff because he's awesome. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Balding with us here on the show. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. I'll catch up with you tomorrow morning on In the Huddle. Stay well, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Nick. Ken, take care. I'll talk to you next week.
our pal Brian Baldinger joining us here on You Better, You Bet. All right, we've got a little bit of news here in the Rams-Packers game. Matthew Stafford will not practice today with that thumb injury, but this just crossing the wire. I said the wire. Like what it was, it was like 1940. It's a Twitter notification. Uh, the Rams will not place Matthew Stafford on IR. So even if this is yeah. like he's out for this week, they're not going to be a long-term injury for Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. We'll talk about that and more on the other side. Will Brinson from CBS Sports. Hashtag Will Wednesday with Nick and Ken on You Better You Bet right after this. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Coming up in 20 minutes, our friend Cousin Sal joins the show. We haven't had Cousin Sal on the show in a while. We're excited to welcome him back. Talk some Cowboys with Cousin Sal. Get all his thoughts for Week 9 in the National Football League. Eric Eager will also join us coming up in hour number three from the Sumer Sports Football Show and from the Hammer. Always love having Eric Eager on the show. We will continue to bring you all the line movement for Week 9 in the NFL as we move along and all our bets for tonight in the Power Hour, final hour of the show. But uh, just looked at the calendar, and uh, you know, in the, in the last segment I said, like, oh, just cross the wire. Actually, no, it was a push notification on my phone. And when I say I just checked the calendar, I'm looking at my computer where it says Wednesday, November 1st in the top right. <laughs> so that, that's what I meant to say. Hashtag wires races. and calendars. Yeah. Um, it is. It is, in fact, Wednesday, which means... It is a hashtag, Will Wednesday here on You Better You Bet. And with Will comes another t- three words that start with W, wine. It's a Will Wine Wednesday. As Will has his glass of red wine, his goblet of red wines. We had the, the slosh night at the Brinson household. Our friend Will Brinson joins us now from CBS Sports, a host of the Pick 6 podcast. You watch him on CBS Sports HQ, read him on CBSSports.com, and you check out his critically acclaimed pick segment with Jonathan Coachman every week on the CBS Sports Network on Twitter at Will Brinson. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy week nine, my friend. I know that you're jazzed up for week nine. Uh, I actually am. I think this is a, a tough week to to make picks. A lot of short spreads, which is, is always enjoyable. Like, you know, you don't like it when you got a bunch of like uh, you know eight, nine, ten point favorites, and you got to decide. Like, I had Baltimore as a best bet last week, and it's like, really, like, really, really, Arizona. That's now now you decide to be feisty for the first time in five weeks um, and storm through the back door. And so I think I think these th- these teams are hard to figure out, there, man. I mean, what the hell are the Packers? Like, like, literally, Brian Gutekunst, the GM, came out today and said, do you think you'll know if Jordan Love is your guy by the end of the season? He's like, yeah, I hope so, but who the hell knows? Like, I mean, it's, I mean they don't even know who they are. Like, who are the Saints? These teams are something else. Yeah, who, who are the Saints? Probably a poorly coached team that's going to finish like eight and nine and, and maybe win their own division or something like that. Uh, maybe <laughs> we'll do the Saints game. Well, if you, exactly what if they you, are. If, I feel like I got them nailed. I feel like I got it. Uh, may, maybe you have a strong opinion on that game as as they got bet out like early. We were talking about this, I think, off air with Pizzola. Like they're like a nine point favorite now against Tyson Bajant, whatever. Um, I, I I guess I guess we start with the Raiders game because I, I think like us, Will, like you're in the hashtag content space, but also just like, I'm guessing you looked at your phone like we did this morning and you just kind of laughed and then you just kind of kept reading and you probably laughed more and then Aiden O'Connell starting and this thing is just like, it's just, it's the Raiders and it's the end of the Josh McDaniels era. I mean, if you're betting the Giants game, awesome. We'd love to hear it. But like you woke up this morning, you looked at your phone, you saw McDaniels was fired, GM's fired, O'Connell starting. What were you thinking? Uh, like it was Halloween and like Josh, Josh McDaniels got fired on Halloween. Like, my, like and it was even, you know, even like you have like a, you know, when you wake up in the morning and 
don't know about you guys, you have certain Twitter alerts and you know certain certain uh, you know, CBS Sports app alerts, whatever it is. And when you have like forty like un, like unread X alerts, and um, and you're like, huh, that's interesting. And and it's like even the insiders are like, well, look at that at one a.m. It's like I was asleep and this happened. Um, it's crazy timing for it. I thought uh, Vic, Vic Tafur of the Athletic. I don't know if you read that piece or not, but basically, like, it, there's just zero confidence that McDaniel's and, and Dave Ziegler knew what the hell they were doing. And now you get Antonio Pierce, who Lazy uh, uh, Doosable on today's uh, Pick Six podcast called the smartest football player he's been around, um, who told him like just gave him some really good information when when Doos was a, a rookie, and they had learned every position on the defense, and that way you can sort of be out there and know what they need to do. You know where you can take a chance. You know where somebody's going to be. Um, I you know I think it, it's crazy that Josh McDaniels is the only coach ever to be fired twice before the end of a second season. And be fired like twice midseason. I don't know if he's the only guy to ever do that, but I think so. Um, I don't know where the hell the Raiders go from here long term. The roster's still a hot mess. You know, they the the but the personnel moves that this organization made were disastrous. Like you extend Derek Carr and then let him walk, and you gave him a no trade clause, so you can't get anything back for him. Uh, you extend Darren Waller, and then you trade him. You extend Hunter Renfro, and then don't play him. You have a bunch of picks for Devontae Adams, and don't you like target Jacoby Myers more? You know, sign Jimmy Garoppolo to an extension with a busted foot. I mean, the, the more you really start thinking about it, you look at like the losses. Like you lose to Jeff Saturday, right? And I'll have more on Jeff Saturday in a second. But I mean, like you lose to Jeff Saturday, it's a bad loss. Um, I think that uh, I, I'm probably a fan of betting the Raiders this week, though, because the Giants are a bad team, and I love I love the dead cat bounce for a team with an interim head coach. I. I like how you said I'll have more on Jeff Saturday in a second, and I kind of want to like follow up on that, but I also like yeah. don't want to. <laughs> well, so ask me, ask me the question, ask me the question you always ask me, and I'll and I'll I'll, I'll give you my follow up on Jeff Saturday. All right, so tell us why you like either the Colts or the Panthers this weekend. Well, you're gonna say what is your what is your favorite bet on the board, and I was gonna say it's the Panthers for the second week in a row because the Panthers are home underdogs. And Frank Wright, the coach of the Panthers, say whatever you want about him. Turnover play calling duties. Panthers offense looked better. Panthers defense showed up. They didn't trade anybody at the deadline. So I think they, they you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ken pointed out like the Saints might win the division at eight and nine. Like I wouldn't rule out the Panthers winning the division at like seven and ten. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. Uh, and more importantly, Frank Reich is a, it is a Frank Reich revenge game. He's getting to go against the team and the organization that fired him mid-season last year for Jeff Saturday. That'd be like if Rich Eisen got to play a tennis match against Nick because Rich Eisen got fired from NFL Network and they replaced him with Costos. Like, <laughs> you got replaced by Jeff Saturday. Do you know how tough that is? By the way, I, I, will, I will just throw it out there that Rich Eisen and I work together on the Westwood One NFL pregame show, so we are, yeah. we are hashtag contemporaries and hashtag go Play some tennis? You and Rich? Just a little, little back and forth? A little volley? I don't know. I feel like I might be able to run a 40 faster than him, but I'm not 100% I was, sure. But, I was, Will, you were saying was, you like well, the Panthers on Sunday. I like the Panthers. Also. I was walking in here and I was like, what would be replacing? Like, how would you feel as like a professional, like being replaced by Jeff Saturday? Like, you're just like, I was like, I was like, who can I insult this? I was like, oh, I'll just insult Nick. And just like, think of the first first, think of the first, think of the first media, the first, who, what media personality comes to mind? I don't know, Rich Eisen. Like, just, just like drag Nick via Rich Eisen and Jeff. I mean, yes, and by the way, happy 20th birthday, NFL Network. Also, you're fired. Here's Costos right. on Total Access. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know Costos, Costos is 
is gosh, this is actually Rich. Here's a one-way ticket back from Germany. Uh, Nick is coming <laughs> over to 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 do the analysis for the for the the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Um, Dankeschön. Yes. Yeah, there you go. In all seriousness, um, Jeff Saturday's only win was against Josh McDaniels. Like, Frank Reich should want to jam it to the Colts, and I think that they'll figure out a way to do it with that defense and Bryce Young playing a little better, the play calling looking a little – it'll be be a close close game, but I think think they'll find a way to win. Potential jam it spot. We don't have that angle very often on this show, the old jam it angle. Uh, It's a revenge jam it spot, Ken. I mean, we like the Panthers too, so I don't care why they win as long as they just win the game. Great. Uh, You you mentioned Nick Nick spoke German a little bit. You mentioned Rich Eisen, whatever. What are you you betting in the Germany game? Dolphins-Chiefs, you're going to wake up Sunday morning, place a bet on blank. It's basically almost a pick number right now. Chiefs like one and a half in the market. It's pretty concerning if you like the Chiefs and you like Patrick Mahomes, the fact that the line has moved down, what, two and a half full points. Uh, I don't think it's because everyone forgot that the game was in Germany. It has a 9.30 start time next to it. Um, I, it has to be Mahomes related, right? I, I think if I were going to bet a side, I would go. I would lean towards the Dolphins um, because – they went over on Monday. I like that a lot. I think you see these teams that go over late in the week and just they're just lethargic when it comes to the the time change. And you're giving you're giving the Dolphins time to adjust. I also think if you're going to bet the Dolphins, I think that um, if you like the Chiefs, you should probably look at the under. And if you like the Dolphins, you probably look towards the over because I think if the Dolphins get a lead and are scoring, the Chiefs will try to answer back. And Andy Reid, when the Chiefs have been winning, has done a really good job of suppressing the scores and keeping it low. Um, I, I can't remember what uh, – do you guys know what the score was of the was it the Patriots game last year in Germany? Oh, when they, when they played yeah. the Colts? They, they smashed That's, them in the game. Yeah. That's like the Sam Ellinger game, right? Was. Was, it was like yeah. 33-3, something like that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what the if, like. It's it's hard to get a real handle on twenty six three. No, that's a. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't see. Anyway, the point being the is like score I, last year was twenty six three. That was the score oh, okay, last okay. year when the Colts uh, played the Patriots. Was that game listed yeah. at one? Was that game at one o'clock? Or was it? The game was in Germany, right? I I think I thought that. Oh game no, was no, in it was New the England. Buccaneers. It was the Buccaneers, not yeah. the um. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Uh, Tom Brady Patriots. But the point being is like I'd like to know what the um. Like, like, what kind of field conditions do we think we're going to get? I think that matters a little bit just in terms of um, expecting a ton of points. You know, like, it's, it's, just, it's just hard to know. So we got 21-16 last year for the Seahawks in, in Tampa Bay um, with, uh, with Tom Brady, 22-29. I mean, he looked pretty sharp. Rashad White ran the ball well. Uh, Gino tossed it around a bit. It's like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like that, that, th- these foreign games are just tough because you just don't know how these teams acclimated. We don't have to know what the hell is going on with Mahomes and his, uh, his upset tummy. And um, I don't know. It's a, but I mean, yeah, I would probably lean towards Miami, I think, at this point. Yeah, I forget, like, like they called like a halfback pass to Brady and like that player got intercepted, like on the yep. intended oh. pass for Brady. Yeah, was yeah like that was like Chris Godwin and he like threw it down, but it wasn't Chris Godwin, it was like somebody else. He, like, I don't know, it it wasn't... The... I'm, I'm gonna look at the play by play of this. I'm gonna tell you, yeah, it wasn't play. Rashad White or Leonard for like, for the yeah, if... it wasn't Fournette. I think you might be right, it yeah. might have been Leonard. Yeah, it was. It was. Leonard Fournette, for deep pass left intended for Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, that's that a, was that's uh, a quarterback that, rating of zero, by the way. That was uh, pretty frustrating. Uh, final one for you, Will, in about a minute. Uh, your thoughts on the Bengals and Bills coming up on Sunday night. Cincinnati about a two-point home favorite. Now, Josh Allen doesn't practice today on Wednesday. Let's assume that he's going to play in the game. Actually, it's about 30 seconds for the answer. Bengals and Bills, what do you think? 
Uh, real quickly, I'll point out that on the injury report, along with Josh Allen, Rasul Douglas was also a D-not-P, and the injury listed was just got here, which is just hilarious. Uh, at the, I think that I lean towards the Bengals in the spot. I, everybody's probably going to lean towards the Bengals. They're just playing great football. The defense, Lou Anarumo has them cooking, and Joe Burrow's 100%. Josh Allen isn't. So if you're giving me 100% Joe Burrow with his weapons and the way that they've handled the Bills uh, and their business against this AFC opponent and the way Burrow gets up for that game, I'll take the Bengals. All right, there you have it. That's our guy, Will Brinson, on Twitter, at Will Brinson. Uh, Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports HQ, CBSSports.com. Uh, okay, Auf Wiedersehen. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks, guys. Said, good bye. to see you. <laughs> okay, I, said, bye. I, said bye in, I said bye in German. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, you know, two good. words in German. Congratulations. All right, all right, all right. All right. Let's <laughs> cut, cut, cut Will's microphone like off, the please. Voice, How did we say that in German? Will. Off camera. <laughs> <laughs> Will's in the lobby. Like, like this is it's basically going to be like Mystery mystery Science Theater 3000. Right. We're going to be doing the show. Will will just be off camera heckling us There'll the entire time, silhouette. providing his thoughts. He's going to be in the little, the little he's going to be in that It Moved pushback. He's going to be like in a little, move, little oh, seat down in the movie theater watching the show. That's outstanding. Hour number three coming up on the other side. We'll give you more line movement for week nine in the NFL. Injury information as it comes in. Eric Eager will join us from Sumer Sports. But coming up next, the great cousin Sal of the Ringer stops by, giving us his favorite picks for week nine in the NFL. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with the great cousin Sal coming up next.